Hello and welcome back. On today's show, Mark and I are going to snack on no-bake cookies. After that, we're going to talk about the ongoing saga with My Kidney Stone Blues. Um, We're also going to touch on the latest on COVID-19 observations. And in Paranormal Corner, we're talking about dream interpreting. So stick around because it's coming right up. And welcome back to Snack a Little, Talk a Little. I'm Mark. And I'm Jana. And I can smell chocolate in the snack. There is chocolate involved in this snack. Wow. Most people probably, at least in the States. Again, this is another thing that I'm not sure where it came from. I don't know the origination. I should have looked it up. But no-bake cookies are pretty simple, and it's great this time of year because we are in unprecedented uh, heat. Oh my gosh, the heat. It is It is hot here in Southern California. We're going through a heat wave. Yeah. Yesterday, uh, you know, I have a little weather station at my house. It was 119 degrees in the shade. We're feeling it, you guys. And that was my air conditioning unit, which is built to be bigger for, for a bigger house, actually, mm-hmm. was playing catch up all afternoon. Yeah. It wasn't until like eight or nine o'clock that it got down to the 75 degrees, which is what I had it set at. I'm sorry, did I say 75? I had it at 78 degrees, uh, California <laughs> Utilities Commission that said everyone have your yeah. air conditioner at 70. Anyway, right. it, it was fighting it. Yeah. It, was, it was actually 78 degrees in my house. While it was trying to get down to 75 was, degrees for about yeah. three or four hours. Mine was running a good long time and, yesterday. And, and yeah, it's, it's, it's struggling today, but when we are recording, uh, the air goes off. And so it's getting at least a little bit of break. Right, it's, right. It gets, gets warm here in the studio, but that's all right. All right. So I can smell the chocolate. Go for what it. You have. So, so oh, I've, this is great. You guys, no-bake cookies are so simple. Here's the thing, though. Wait, wait, saw, wait, wait. Here's the thing. I'm, <laughs> By the way, that's that's uh, I, room temperature milk for you. Ooh, so you room can temperature enjoy milk. Your, room in, temperature milk, ladies and gentlemen. I learned that from Mark. Uh, so you can enjoy your chocolate even more. So okay. normally, you guys. Should I eat it now ahead, before you say? Because when, when you it's said, here's gross. the thing, that makes me go, I'm not yeah. sure I want to try this. Nothing now. gross. Um, they, mm. Okay, so no bake cookies. You don't bake them. Uh, but there uh-huh. is a little bit of stovetop cooking involved. These are different, though. Normally, with a no-bake cookie, you use oatmeal. This time, you can hear the crunch. Instead, it called for cornflakes. Well, I was intrigued because I like trying something different, and they're probably going to be crunchy. But the original recipe only called for chocolate chips, only two tablespoons of peanut butter. I need some milk. Sure. (laughs) I would imagine so. And cornflakes, just three ingredients. I actually made those, and it was really, really chocolate forward. And I expected them... Wait, you say that like that's a bad thing. <laughs> it's not a bad thing, but I expected them to taste like a no-bake cookie. And no-bakes are this beautiful combination of both the chocolate and the peanut butter, and that's what I wanted. And so I went and found the original recipe for no-bakes, which actually calls for a lot more than just those three ingredients. It calls right. for sugar and butter and vanilla and this, the original recipe didn't call for any of that. So I kind of, um, I wang it. This, this has been janitized. <laughs> you wang it. So it's, it's a no-bake cookie, but done with, with corn chips. Now, they are coming apart a little bit. I don't know if that's because you would use the same amount of corn flakes as oatmeal, I would think. But I don't really know. I, b- because it's a totally different uh, item that you're using, there may be some playing around with it to try and, you know, do it slightly differently because you're using something different than oatmeal. It tastes great. 
Right, that's why you're, you're not hearing from me because I'm like going, okay. So does it remind keep you? Keep talking, Jenna, because I'm going to eat the whole freaking plate. So what do you think of this? Because I thought about this afterwards. I might make these sometime and add some bacon. See, you don't like do bacon you, and chocolate. Why do you want to ruin bacon by putting anything with it? Bacon itself, because I've had bacon and chocolate and it's good. <laughs> um, also, uh, what about just some flaked salt on top of it? If you if you're gonna do varieties, I would do that. But otherwise, uh, see, and I'm trying to get a picture of you. You know, the camera doesn't. My phone, folks, my phone camera does not focus very well. So I apologize for any. When I'm trying to get the worst picture of Jana, it's even worse. <laughs> it's even worse because my camera doesn't focus very well. Uh, mm, it's a little bit like a Kit Kat. It's it's pretty good. I like I like the texture. I like the crunchiness. Now for me, the no bake cookie. I, I don't know it is no bake cookie. That oh, wasn't the original you, way that I learned about it. What do you know about what it's called? Well, let me take another bite and then I'll talk with a mouthful of food. Oh, please, please. <laughs> okay, now go ahead. What do you know about uh, a no bake cookie, Mark? <laughs> <laughs> I know it as chocolate doo doo. <laughs> well, it does. <laughs> it does. It's not the most appetizing dessert when you look at it. And they say you eat with your eyes, however. When, when I was in sixth grade, I was in a special education class for the uh, MGM students. I was mm-hmm. the, the mentally gifted minors. Uh, and in our class, there was a young lady whose name is Amy Myers. And some of our listeners who uh, I went to high school with will remember Amy. And maybe Amy's listening to the show. I don't know. We we have an idea of uh, the numbers of people listening to the show. We just don't have – we haven't tracked it down to the specific people. Right. We haven't, like, hunted you down and st- – Stalked you in front of your house yet. Unless you comment. And, of course, we always invite everyone to comment on our Instagram, our Facebook, our Twitter. And you can find us. Let's knock a little. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. They are good. What Jana meant to say was at snack a little. Or you could call. We always have our listener line open. It's open 24 hours a day. It's 909-572-572. 0278. Wanted to get that in there. But I'll take smaller bites. Amy Myers one time at one of our school classroom functions brought this stuff in. Either that or maybe it was at the lunch tables, but I think it was a school function where everyone brought stuff. She brought it in and she called it chocolate doo-doo. It's chocolate doo-doo. Of course, that was That's... funny to us and everything, and it still is funny to me. So even though I found out it was actually you know called the no-bake cookies... And I've made it a, a, a lot because mm-hmm. it is really nice and easy to make. Simple, yeah. And it tastes great. It's not less filling. But uh, I just remember it says chocolate doo-doo. And that was from uh, That's a new back one. in 1975, 76 is when I was in uh, There's a little bit grade. of your DJ voice there. So, of course. It was 1975, 76. And it sounded something like this. Chocolate doo-doo. <laughs> I, don't know. I don't know where I was going with that one. So I'm so I'm, I'm I'm washing this down with the room temperature milk. Yeah, yeah. Do you like that room I'm temperature like, milk? Yeah, it's working. Now, see, I I like you made this with uh, uh, creamy peanut butter. I'm mm-mm, assuming. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Wait, this crunchy in there? It is. I think it's just there's so much crunch from the cornflakes that you don't even. Now, know. see, that's interesting because right away I did not taste any crunching of peanuts. Maybe it is the cornflakes that are. You know, be great. Make what? this with frosted flakes. It would be very sweet, wouldn't it? But you know what? You know, just it, use you, less sugar. You know what it would be. Great! Oh my. Well, it's funny you mention that because as I was making this with the cornflakes, I'm thinking, 
I have granola here. You can do it with different flavored granolas. Captain Crunch. Mmm. No, that would be good. Still going to rip up your mouth, but yeah, it's, it's be worth it. Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So there needs to be. You know what? Maybe we'll do an entire month long of how many ways can you do a no bake cookie, <laughs> poop cookie, or what? Did chocolate doo doo. Oh, okay. It's chocolate doo doo. It's so funny. That was that was so many years ago, and I can just still remember Amy Myers going, "It's chocolate doo doo," <sighs> you know, being proud of that it was a funny name to say, and that you know. We all laughed and giggled at it. Chocolate doo-doo. Well, and now during the holidays, we have um, candy that you can get for people's con- uh, stockings, reindeer poop. Oh, right. We're we're so weird here. I wonder if any other countries like have poop-flavored poop flavored chocolate (laughs) chocolate that is like made to look like poop i would think so poop is a universal funny thing sight gag cultures i mean i know in japanese culture there's a lot of poop uh toys we yep in fact there's oh what is it there's some german toy (laughs) called capture the poop or something like that And, and the toy is actually a toilet looking thing and it's actually a piece of poop that pops up and you have to reach oh, out and grab funny. it. That's you pretty funny. I've never shown nope. you that on Facebook. Nope. Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! It, and it's and it's I think it's German or something like that. And it's uh, it's a, you have to capture the poop. It just shoots it up in the air, and you have to capture the poop. <laughs> well, I'll tell you. Speaking of poop, and looking here at this this cookie, bits of it are breaking apart. It stays together if you keep it in the fridge. Once you come to room temperature, which it same, actually tastes same? better then. Oh, I was gonna say. <laughs> Before you said the taste better, I was going to say, just like poop, oh. <laughs> it sticks together when you put it in the fridge. <laughs> okay. I don't want to know how you know that, but, you know, when you drop this on the parchment or right. wax paper, right, it's still apart in, in different flakes. I'm just wondering, I mean, you know, yes, you can serve it cold out of the fridge and it would stay in its little weird poop shaped scoops. Right. But... Did you just serve it as flakes, chocolate coated flakes? It is something. I don't you know. Ah. <laughs> so what up, as you were thinking of that, you're like, do you do this? You put it in your mouth and your eyes roll back in your head and you're like, who cares? <laughs> who cares if it sticks together or not? It tastes great. It does taste great. And the rest of that is all you. I've had my quota. You've had your <laughs> Yeah, good for me stuff. there never is a quota. If I can fit more into my stomach, I'm gonna tell you though, you guys. To me, that's like a, it's like a combination. Actually, a little bit reminds me of a Butterfinger, and a Twix. If you combine the two, that's that's what I get from that. Yeah, I would say, I would say, I, I, I'll agree with that. Okay. Not enough peanut butter in this. That it just seemed though. The, the, the real no. Wait, did you use is- Skippy? No, uh, I don't. I don't know what I have. I think it's actually. I think it's just the store brand. Just whatever. But it is crunchy. Hmm. Interesting. So, Mark. All right. Well, let's talk about. Speaking of you being at your limits, uh, you know we've been <laughs> mm-hmm. we've been talking for uh, the last few weeks. It's been, I think. Yep. We've been talking about your illness that you had, and uh, we want to get an update on what's going on with you. Whether you're going to be around for another show or not. <laughs> Well, let's hope so, you know. Uh, so wait, let me let me recap. Please. Jana almost died because she doesn't drink water regularly because her job doesn't allow her to because, well, that's not true. <laughs> she, 
She doesn't because... They do give us water coolers and they do she, have ice and water at the She's yard. a girl. And because she's a girl, she doesn't want to just, you know, go sit down anywhere to uh, to urinate. And so she saves it all up till she comes home. And that's not good when you don't drink a lot of water. And it ends up you get uh, a bladder stone or a kidney stone and you get infection and you get sepsis and you go to the hospital and you almost die. And then you come back to do a podcast. I was effed up fall, 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 <laughs> y'all folks. Still is. I am, unfortunately. I even actually, Mark and I were going to be recording yesterday, and I just did too much, which really wasn't very much, but I was on my feet too much and um, felt like crap. Feels like uh, feels like I've got a stent and a house up in my urethra, <laughs> just dying, to, just dying to come out, and it's very uncomfortable. And it makes you tired when you when you hurt for a right. long time. Right. So this has been going on for more than a month now. Can you believe that? That's unbelievable. I know, because I can still remember, like it was just a few days ago, the day that you came to the house, and, and I hadn't at that point gone to the ER. Right, and you was went to the ER that, that afternoon, right. Mm-hmm. I'd been struggling with it a, a few days before that, but it kind of, um, I, I had, my sister and I had given up on the idea that my hospital was ever going to call me back about results about a test that I had taken um, two days prior. Uh, since that time, um, most of you will know, and for those of you that don't, so I was sent home with a stent and the stone still there because it's too large to pass. And so it was decided that they're going to have to go in there at a later date and remove it. Now the stent. Let me let me just explain it because at first, I was thinking a stent as something that goes into your your uh, urethra vein there and expand it a little bit and hold it open so that things can pass through. Mm-hmm. But that's not what it is. You actually have a tube that goes from your kidney, mm-hmm. right, mm-hmm. all the way down through Somewhere. your your yep. Franklin. Yep. And I well I can't I haven't explored. So I don't know how far down it goes, but it feels like it's there. You, you didn't ask me what I meant by Franklin. Well, I know. Oh, okay. <laughs> what mark? For those of us who aren't listening, what does what does that mean? Your urethra, Franklin. What you want? Is that, is that an urethra song? I hope it is. I might be paddling. Either that or, you, either that or you're terribly racist. R E S P E T T, right? <laughs> That's urethra. Urethra, Franklin. <laughs> So you actually have this long tube in you. So so you had a you recently because uh, coming up you have an upcoming thing where they're supposed to remove it or whatever. I do. And so you had a phone appointment because now did. with but with uh, let, uh, coronavirus. Let's go back. Coronavirus. <laughs> let's just go back for a minute. And okay. Let's just let this. I'm soak trying to move in. it forward. You're bringing it back. Go ahead. Let's just let this soak in. <laughs> okay. That it's been a month now that I've had this thing up Extra in there. Extra tube up in there. And I'm just mostly laying it down like laying it down like a sloth. <laughs> I'm uh, binge watching all kinds of shows that I never thought I'd be watching because it hurts too much to be up on my feet very much. Right. So And it hurts to sit up like you're doing now it, to it do hurts. the show. So yeah, she's it does. she's working through the pain in order to do a podcast. But just Mark for hears listeners. about it when we're not recording. Oh, <laughs> this hurts. So anyway, so yeah, I had a here's another weird thing for you, like Mark says, because of coronavirus. Coronavirus I had to have my pre op appointment. It was a telephone consultation. Wow. And I spoke with the doctor and he laid it out for me what I could expect to happen, which I was really glad to hear because I wasn't sure he was using big words and 
And uh, sometimes when you're just trying to take it all in, or at least for me, I think to ask the questions later at the time, right, you're right. just like, okay, okay, this is what's going on. And then you're like, why didn't I ask this? Right. I think that happens with a lot of people, especially when it comes to things you know nothing about. Yes. It's the same thing as if you're, uh, uh, and I know this is terribly uh, sexist and stereotypical, but if you're a woman taking your car to a mechanic, he says, well, you got the Fetzer valve, you got this, that, and the other thing. You're like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. And then mm-hmm. afterwards you think, what was that? What? What did he say? What? What? Where's my Fetzer valve? Yeah. yeah. Well, come to find out there. So I wondered whether or not they were going to blast my stone. I had heard that uh, somebody. <laughs> you know what? I think I rented that back in the 70s. I want to write a song called Blast My Stone. Um, my niece told me about a friend who had a kidney stone removed, but they left an open wound in his back with a tube that had to be drained. Wow. So I'm imagining that some poor loved one of mine is going to have to like drain my tube every hour so i'm like oh my gosh is this what it's come to i had tube drainage no they said that the stent is in the way of the stone so they can't see it to get to it so they're going to go up in there first of all okay they're going to remove the stent okay and then they're going to go up in there with a camera by the way, I have to be awake for all of this because I have to tell them, no, it feels like it's a little bit to the right, to the left. Oh, my gosh. I'm kidding. <laughs> Would you? Oh, my God. Pretty sure they're putting me out. Damn it, if they're not, then I'm leaving. I'll keep the stint. <laughs> you got, you had me there. Good, I really good, thought good. that you were going to have to be awake. You I, I saved like, something I mean, for the show. You know what? When you did that, my legs went together and I did the thing like, <laughs> Yeah, nope, little to little more to the right. Yeah, that's the. Yeah. I'm thinking of a Van Halen song. You know, I, oh, I know what you mean. No, 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 no. Don't take it off. Don't take it. Yeah. Don't take it out. Don't take it out. Leave, Leave it, it out. in. Leave it in. <laughs> that's right. Uh, so I like right. the way the scar line goes down the back of my back where the hole is where my relatives have to drain my. Anyway, everybody wants them. <laughs> All right, so they're going to go up there with the camera so they can find the the stone. And here's the weird thing. It's too large to pass, but it's too small for them to see it beyond the in in the uh they try to do an x-ray, they can't see it um around the stent. They can see it on oh, the cat scan wow. or not, is it a cat scan? Anyway, some kind of a scan, imaging. Right. CT scan. Yeah, but they can't see it um on the x-ray. Anyway, but apparently also it's large enough that the doctor said, no, if, if you passed it, then you'd hear like a plop. So I'm just <laughs> oh like, hey, well, how big is this? It's too, oh. how, or how big is the how stent? Big is this? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So they're going to go in there, pull that sucker out. But I'm thinking, yes, finally, I'm going to have relief after Friday. Maybe Saturday, Sunday, there's going to be some sort of, there will be soreness. How could there not be? Yeah. When they're, they're I mean, you're pulling anything rifling your around. Fra- <laughs> your Franklin. That's, yeah. That's got to... Yeah, that, that would hurt. It I, will hurt. I hope for your sake at the that the far end of the, of the tube, there's not like some kind of uh, calcium deposits that have got around the edge of the tube. I so know, when they right? Pull it through. I have like this Franklin, uber weird goes, calcium that like just right. instantly <laughs> oh adheres God. to anything it touches. <laughs> yeah, that would blow. <laughs> uh, you're going to know a little bit about things, though, because when I'm done with that procedure, Mark, where if they do the epidural like they did when they put, put the stent in, right, up in there, right. unbeknownst to me, right. um, 
yeah, I, I may not be able to. There's no way to get into my house, people, without walking up some stairs. I mean, it's only, right. what, two, three, two, two steps, right? I think so. But they're, when you can barely move, <laughs> when you can't lift your legs, two is all it takes. And um, so I'm, I have no idea what to expect if I'm going to actually be able to like well, lift I'm, my legs. I'm to, going to today to uh, shop for a harness that I'm going to put around. I'm <laughs> a put crane. A, a harness on you, a harness on me, and get a really thick rope and connect the two. Just a cardboard and I'm going to drag you, and... drag you behind me. Yeah. You know, it'll be. You know, well, if we were in the dirt, you just give me some seeds and we'll like sow some seeds in a field and you drag me behind and <laughs> take full advantage of this opportunity. Anyway, but but back to, to oh, okay. So they're going to do that. And I'm like, yes, finally, I'm going to feel some relief in a week. Then the doctor tells me, and then we're going to put another stent in. What? I heard the screeching brakes. Oh, okay. my gosh. But we're not done yet. But wait, there's more. This stent is going to have a string attached to the bottom of it, which they're going to tape somewhere. I'm not sure where it's getting taped. There's going to be a string, and he says, you know, kind of like a tampon. And he says, um, after a few days, you're going to remove it yourself. Oh, my gee. I can't, I'm thinking, okay, so am, am I on candid camera? Right. this can't be for real. He can't possibly actually, come on. If someone would have told me that, I would have. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, now I'm thinking, why isn't he just giving what? me a, a, a camera so, See, so I can make... just sit on the table and have him tell me oh how to gosh. get in there and remove the stone myself? Oh here's the camera. Just God. go in there. That and... doesn't... Look, here's I know a, nothing about a, this. Here's a pair of tongs. I know nothing about just... this procedure, but that does not make sense to me. I don't know if this is because of coronavirus or if this is just oh how they always gosh. do this. Do they just always have everybody pull out their own stent? Oh, my gosh. I've, I can't... I've had a camera before. In my Vesuvla. Right. Well, I've had, there have been cameras everywhere, honestly. If we're just being honest, full disclosure here. <laughs> Wait, does any of this have to do with anything medical? <laughs> I needed the money, okay? I needed the money. <laughs> yeah, it all has to do with medical. Yeah, okay. there, there have been cameras in a lot of places. Wow. And it all hurt, but probably the one that hurt the most is where this camera is going to go. And the rest of the day sucked. Um, it was miserable. Oh my gosh. So I can't even imagine. I don't know what size this stent is, but I'm thinking that this is going to hurt like hell. Wow. I'm not I... looking forward to pulling out my own stent. And then I'm thinking, do I pull it out fast? If I do, am I going to break the string? Then what do I do, Mark? <laughs> well, then, then you're going to have <laughs> then you're going to have a hang down like the men do, and you're going to f- find out that it's actually a lot more convenient because you can go pee anywhere you find, want. I can do my job without having to stop and find a restroom. And you can aim. I can, that's you right. can write your name. Oh my god! I mean, it's you know you're going to learn how great it is to be a man. See how far happens. up the wall I can <laughs> that's right. spray. Yeah, wow. you got to watch the angle though, because you don't want to get any blowback. Don't have to worry about like sitting on a toilet and getting don't, somebody's cooties. And don't pee in the wind when don't you're swinging wind, it all okay. around. <laughs> and when you're done, you can just throw it over your shoulder like a continental soldier because <laughs> it's been hanging low. I don't uh, think that that's what they were talking. I don't think that song means what you think it means. <laughs> okay, you guys. Again, this is another one of those things. I don't know where that came from. So. Do your ears hang low? Do they wobble to and fro? Can you tie them in a knot? Can you tie them in a bow? Can you throw them over your shoulder like a continental soldier? Do your ears hang low? <laughs> so, you know, Mark, you know. But, but we were in right. Boy Scouts, so we actually did. Does, does oh, your, of course. Of does course. Your Boy Scouts, yeah. We didn't yeah. say wiener, but, you know. Right. I don't, 
we probably yeah. use various words. No, but yeah, I like your interpretation. <laughs> it could also be like old boobs too. Well, we that boobs was part of it. Oh, the, well, of course they were. But was, I mean, Boy we didn't Scouts, say right? we didn't say boobs either. We, we oh, we said the T word. Can we say tits on this show? I mean, we've said other <laughs> stuff, so. Because yeah, we're so nasty. Yeah, we were boys, so it was, you know, do your tits saying low? Do they wobble to and fro? Oh. Can you tie them in a knot? Can you tie them in a Oh, bow? so it was about boobs, not peanut. Well, you just did whatever. Well, we did both. We did, You oh. went through all sorts of body parts. Oh, what other body part? <laughs> I'm thinking what else would. That's pretty much covers it. Yeah. yeah okay. Mean, all right. <laughs> I'm thinking, mm, I can't think That's of anything it. else. <laughs> Ears, wiener, and tits. That's about it. Yeah. By the way, that's the name of our next album. <laughs> <laughs> so kidney stones. That, that I was a have late that on the bell there. I have that to look forward to. Wow. Now, see, I don't get that to have a string. Now, now, mind you, I'm I'm not a female. I've never done the uh, uh, tampon thing. Mm-hmm. So maybe this relates to that. I don't know. But to me, if it's going through your Franklin, and mm-hmm. by Franklin, of mm-hmm. course, I mean urethra. Right. Uh, that means every time you pee, you're getting that string is a pee string. And, and I mean, you're right. You're getting, it's, right? Getting pee all and over wipe, it. Wipe, wiping, you know? Right. I mean. Just, you're going to have a. See. That, I, that, that I, seems uh, I'm an, easy be touching, way, an easy I'm, way to get yeah, an infection. I'm touching is to have the a pee, pee string. Yep. Have a pee string down there hanging out of your <laughs> wee-wee. Some people have a G-string. I'm going to have a pee string. <laughs> And uh, that my shows will start uh, after next Friday. I'll keep you posted <laughs> as to the location. <laughs> wow, I'm I am dreading that more than anything because I don't remember anything about the procedure when they when they did. I don't get it. You you have insertion. to go in. You have to go into the doctor to get stitches removed, and yet they're going to let you. I get on to, a string. I get to prove to my tube. own stent. Do-da, do-da. Wow. Does this mean that I get to like be I an am, honorary doctor? I, I want right. something. And you better get paid. I want my stone. Since they're not blasting it, I want to keep my stone. So they're not blasting it? They're not doing a nope. sonic? Because I know back nope. in the day, I, I saw a documentary years and years ago that they would use sonic vibes to vibrate it till it exploded kind of a thing he said if they could see it they would blast it so that's weird because i know because i saw the the ct scan or the yeah i've seen the scan you can see it but apparently for some reason it's different if they can see it on an x-ray and that part i don't understand because they couldn't see it on the the x-ray because of the wow i'm shaking my head here so I don't know what the difference is. They know that it's still there. If they're taking the, the one stint out before they put the other stint in, they should be able to see it and blast if it. If they're putting a camera is, in there Give me your anyway. doctor's number. I have some things to say to him. <laughs> I, is it a him or a her? It's a him. You know what? That's why. It's, if it was a her, she'd say, no, you ain't, you ain't pulling that out on your string. That is nothing like a tampon. <laughs> <laughs> it's Dr. Robinson. Jesus wow. loves you more than you will know. Yeah, well, he's going to need Jesus' love because you're going to kick him in the ding-ding when <laughs> I, this is done. I can't even. Wow. Yeah. I do not. I mean, I was already, you know, there's part of me because uh, as, as cold and calculating as I am, there's part of me that has this entire time been a little empathetic with you. Thank you. And, and uh, uh, you know, and I think of you often, and I, I think of the you. pain that you're in, because I know it's a constant pain. It is. And it's kept you bedridden or couch-ridden, and, and couch-ridden. I know that's not normal for you. It is not. And, uh, but this kind of thing, I don't know, maybe I could tie a longer string on it, <laughs> so I don't, now, I don't want to see you naked. You could be, okay, 
Where are we Picture going this scenario. This? Okay. So you're in there on the couch. Yeah. Legs spread. Now I'm not seeing any of this. So right, I'm not visualizing right. this. Are you tying it to a doorknob? But we have a. That's <laughs> exactly what I'm doing. Oh my god. I tie it to the doorknob, or you do, and then you right. you get on the couch. So I'm not looking in or anything. I, I am looking away. Take I have a my swig hand, of whiskey. I have my hand down on a knife. I have my hand behind me, holding the doorknob, and you just go one, two, and before you say three, I. Pull and slam and the I door, least, and that thing I comes. least whoosh, expect it. Whipping out, and then the cats jump on it because they think it's some kind of a play toy. <laughs> a toy. <laughs> I like the idea better where it hits you in the face or something. Oh, <laughs> and the pee string wraps around your neck. <laughs> and, and the tube ends up in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Like like the like the uh, flexible breakaway tubes that we've had on the show before. That's right. That's probably what the thing looks That's like. Exactly right. <laughs> oh you know, Mark. Gosh. I mean, if we really loved our listeners, we'd wait to do that for the show. And we. <laughs> I mean, now that I'm thinking about it. If you'd like us to do that for the show, be sure to <laughs> let us know at Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Snack a Little, <laughs> or call into our Google Voice line at nine zero nine. Five seven two zero two seven eight. <laughs> <laughs> that or we'll just take still photos. <laughs> well, then I'd have to see. Well, no, because you know all I have to do is say cheese, <laughs> and my camera takes the pictures. So, <laughs> and when the thing's being yanked out, you're probably going to say cheese. <laughs> yes, so it'll probably be... just. <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, I could be totally surprised, and this won't hurt at all. But having. Just knowing how it feels, just the pressure, I, I would think having a thing come through oh. and and having felt, okay, so I, I don't think I mentioned this before. So, well, I did. I said I've had a camera there before. Even though they um, gave me a local for right. the pain, right. it still hurt like hell having the thing in Man. there. And it was it was as though somebody took sandpaper after it was done and over Unbelievable. with and it had just gone rah, and threw everything with the sandpaper. <laughs> oh so I'm thinking it's going to be like that. Uh, this thing could just end up rotting up there while I'm so, trying to work up the no nerve doubt. To, no doubt. to pull the pee string. Well, you know, if you can get to someone that has a pool with a diving board, you can tie one end to one, the, you know, the back end of the diving board. You can jump and dive into the pool. Well, I got to tell you, and then it would just whee! just fall out. Well, I keep thinking every time I laugh too much or cough, right. it feels like it's going to right out. <laughs> it feels like it. As of yet, that has not happened. But well, it maybe we like could it. put on a, a Bill Cosby record. Oh, that <laughs> no, not be. Bill Cosby, oh. not anymore. Nope, not anymore. Not that. Well, something funny. Something funny. <laughs> yeah. um, my brother. I talked to him about it, and right. I swear he probably had his leg crossed when I was talking to him. There was silence on the I, other I'm, end. He's I'm, like, I, keep I can't squeezing even mine together. I can't even wrap my this. head around this. Anyway, he says, what, "Well, you would think in this day and age, why can't why don't they have some kind of a thing like a Mission Impossible thing that like is just going <laughs> to self destruct and out comes a little <laughs> poof of smoke." <laughs> I told him I'm using that, and I'm going to ask the doctor when I'm in there. Why? Don't you have a Mission Impossible thing where I, I don't accept that mission, and then it all disappears? Or at least, yeah, or at least it just descended. Why can't it just dissolve? Wow. Why can't it dissolve? If stitches can wow. dissolve, if people can, my gosh, there are like sex people toys dissolved. that people saw, do things the, with, and they dissolve. I, I, saw, I saw the last... You know, the, the last couple of Avengers movies, people dissolved. Well, so see? It can happen. Hello, this is 2020. 
But that's oh. the thing, Mark. It's 2020. That's why this I, is happening. I don't know. I, you know, we still have some of this uh, no-bake cookie left. I don't know if I can eat it right now because my <laughs> stomach's a little bit twisted thinking of the what you Pulling are, out my stand. You... <laughs> I'm pulling out my stand. Hi-ho, the terrio. I'm pulling out my stand. Oh, my gosh. I should at least put it on voice recording I, while I'm doing I, it just I, so you can hear the pain I, Yeah, and I kid you not. My, my uh, uh, empathy level... Is, is the same for you, but my I actually have just added, and I don't mean to put this on you. It's okay. <laughs> but I've added two degrees of stress to my life thinking about what you have to go through. Yeah. Well, thank you. Because that is... Uh, oh. Th- thankfully, the doctor did take me off work the week after this procedure because I was a little concerned about how am I going to feel afterwards? Because I was thinking I was passing now not just one stone, not just Ethan Taylor, but now Ethan <laughs> and all bits of Ethan. Wait, he has a middle name now? Or he is always that his had last a, name? No, he always had a, a middle okay, name. Okay, I knew it was his Ethan. His last name is know. Stone. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, he always had, yeah. Oh. So I was thinking I was going to have to pass all of Ethan. Um, so Ethan Taylor, that would be E.T. Stone Home. Huh? Oh, that's good. You're quick. <laughs> yeah, well, now... Um, that's not going to be the way it's going to happen. Oh so I'm thinking, gosh. okay, so now I see why he thought that I'd be feeling better just a couple of days later. But that's when he told me about the stent. And I'm like, okay, can we back up and I can tell you about my, about my job? Because I can tell you how I'm feeling with my stent right now. Right, right. And I don't think I could do this all day. And he backed up on that. I don't even know if this was the plan. I think that as we've been going along, they're kind of working through it because... Now he's like, yeah, you probably shouldn't be at work. So, Well, thank goodness you're the guinea pig for this new procedure the, of torture. Uh, and, and like I say, I'm thinking that this is it's because of COVID. Because I think it's so odd that they would have people be pulling out their own stents. Wow. Wow. Yeah, well, speak, speaking of COVID, attack, let's, but... let's get away from this whole situation. <laughs> and uh, we'll, we'll talk a little bit about uh, an update there. What on, you got? Uh, what you the... got? Uh, not a lot. It's just, you know, things are things are maintaining here in California. We're still locked down on a lot of things. They've came up. And I don't know if they did this in your state or not. But here in California, we had the different stages of when we will open, et cetera, et cetera. And then our governor, who I disagree with on a lot of things, came, yep. came and did a press conference where now we don't have the stages anymore. We have a color code. We have purple, red, orange, yellow, but it will never get back to green. He said something like that. And it was just like, what? Yeah. Again, going with something. And I don't mean to get too political on our show, but to we'll never get back to this. This is the new normal because now we have control and we're going to control you and we're never going to let it get back to where it was before. And that's so terrible. And he's not following the science. Terrible, that's, terrible, terrible. Truly unfortunate. And I do on my own personal uh, Facebook page every Monday. I do a report uh, on uh, uh, what the stats are uh, with our uh, nation, with our state, and with our local county. And the stats still show it is a tiny percentage of people that will actually get coronavirus. I mean, tiny mm-hmm. meaning under certainly under two percent of the population. And out of that small, under two percent of the population. Uh, 98% of those people or over 98% of those people will recover. So it's That's so, pretty it's, dang so good. it's so infinitesimal, the chances of dying from Facts, this and stuff, not fear, but anyway, so they've shut still, still keep a lot of things shut down. Uh, and I think I mentioned this on the show before, but now it has expanded quite a bit. A lot of restaurants, they're outside dining. They are taking up the parking lots 
that they have, mm-hmm. and they are putting easy ups out there, you know, big tent type things out there, and some of them have screens around them and stuff like that. Yep. And they're taking their regular stuff outside. They're not taking outside furniture outside. That means every day they have got to move all their furniture outside, and they're still competing with this. And our our guidelines still say, yeah, um, because of coronavirus. You can only have 25% capacity. Right. Yep. Unbelievable. So they've still got to have them be able to pay the manpower to do all the moving of the furniture back and forth. Right. In and out. Still have the employees. And these are just for the places who actually have some place to put seating outside. There are plenty of restaurants who just don't have it. Yeah. And and the the takeout business is just not keeping them sustained. It's it's really terrible. Which and I do think that probably that um, places are a lot of people are doing, I, I believe a lot of people are doing takeout, but it, yeah, I mean, ones, especially if it's a sit down, if you, you have to have the right kind of meal that can, um, that can hold up to being delivered if you're doing, or, or eaten later, if you're doing only curbside as right. opposed to, you right. know, people being able to eat outside. Right. And, and here, I don't want to, I don't know about you, but I don't want to eat outside. No doubt. It, it has been, we have had, uh, you know, it's, it's late summer and this is how it is in Southern California especially inland Southern California, where we live, it's been freaking hot. I mean, yeah. it's it's been 100 degrees for uh, at least a week, mm-hmm. a couple of times so far uh, yeah. recently in the last few weeks. No one wants to eat outside, even at night. I mean, it's 90 degrees at 830 at night. No Which one's going to... Which is so wrong. Yeah, no one's... dark no one's, it shouldn't feel like that. No one's going to eat there. So I really feel bad for everyone. And it's, and it's just, you know, the science is not there. It's such a tiny, tiny percentage of uh, of a chance or the population I should say it's a tiny percent of the population that gets it and it's a, out of that there's a, even a smaller percentage that will die from it so it's just and you just you you do what we always do when when different viruses come around you protect the vulnerable and right. the vulnerable protects themselves we just had uh somebody that was at a um, a biker rally uh within I would say the past week who passed away and of course the media is saying, and they making a point that they were at this rally. Right. And people are like, oh, that's so awful. And see, this is what happens. And I'm thinking, you know what the beautiful thing of this is, is that person made that decision that they were willing to take the risk to go out there and go for go to a rally that was something that they wanted to be, be a part of. Right. They had a choice. They had a choice. And there are a lot of states, are ours included, who have not had choices. People are potentially looking at getting... Um, uh, paying huge fines or possibly even being arrested yep, for trying to stay afloat because somebody has decided what is, quote, essential and what isn't. Unbelievable. Truly. I, I actually uh, uh, just the other day uh, went to, I, I don't want to even say the business. I don't want to out them. You know, what? I'm going to out them, but I won't say the name of the business. I went to a print shop that I had to go to okay. uh, to get some stuff done. And I walked in. Uh, you know, I didn't see any signs on the outside that said anything about masks, which is interesting because this place has signs of everything on the outside of it. And I walked in, no one had masks, none of the employees. So I ripped off my mask and I said, this is great. There's no masks. It's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy to think that it was, some it was great. Are... And, and I was a walk in to get a few things done. And when my bill came, you know, and they said, oh, it's this much. I handed my card. He said, well, you know, it's a dollar more if you use a card. When you, if you're, right. if you're a walk-in, because right. on the one hand, they're encouraging uh, people to not walk in, yeah, because this is a this this does a lot of business. This place does, but on the other hand, they, uh, I, I'm guessing because of their strict policy on no masks for the employees, apparently that he's also trying to keep cash 
flowing and not be a cashless society. I think, I, I think, I mean, just this is my speculation. Yeah. I think it's a political move on his part. I think you might so, be right. So I was like, you know what? I'll pay cash and save a buck because I was only paying 10 bucks anyway. Mm-hmm. So uh, I saved 10% by being a walk-in and paying cash and didn't have to wear a mask. And it was great. <laughs> you know, now would be a good time to remind people, Mark and I have been careful. It's not like we're going out there, going to big parties and being careless Um, We both have people in our lives that, you know, you want to protect and you're careful. And um, I don't know about all of you guys, but I mean, I certainly don't want coronavirus. So it's not like I'm going around being careless. I follow the rules of the places that they ask you to. Right. And um, but but yeah, we also look at the, the, the numbers, the actual numbers putting out by place being put out by the CDC. Right. That you this is what we're going by. So if we can assume that these numbers are correct and that's what we have to go by, then What's happening, at least here in California, does not make sense. Yeah, does not make sense at all. Just don't get it. And I don't think that he has a defense. It just is what it is. Yep. Yep. It's uh, arbitrary politicization. Politicization? Whatever it is, it's arbitrary and capricious. Which absolutely makes me think of Paranormal Corner and dreams. Ooh. Because Gavin Newsom is dreaming. He's a nightmare to us. Uh, Mark. All right. That is our paranormal corner music. And Jana wanted to talk about dreams. Well, you know, we covered that just quickly uh, a couple of shows ago. Um, It's been mentioned that I interpret dreams. Yes. I think we've talked about this before. And... um, it's not like I've read up on books about what does this mean? What does that mean? It's right. just to me, anybody can do it. If you uh, take apart a dream of yours, um, to me, it's important to focus on how did you feel? So let's say you, if you were to tell me, well, you know, I was standing in a f- field and there was a thing jumping over a wall trying to get at me and I didn't feel like I could run quick enough or what, whatever. Um, I would want to know how you're feeling. What is there anybody else there? What's around you? I want to know what stands out the most to you, to you during a dream. And if you weren't frightened, maybe you thought it was funny. What did the thing look like? Where was most of the focus on that dream? And I think that that's, you know, in a nutshell, that's what you want to focus on with dreams. So, um there so I've got something here talking about most uh, really common dreams that people have and what they supposedly mean. But I first want to know, Mark, did you grow up? Uh, I don't know if you still dream a lot, but I I know that I dreamt a lot more when I was younger than I do now. Not that I don't, but I dreamt a lot more when I was younger. Um, and I had a recurring dream of a house that kept showing up. Right. Um. And I can't tell you anything about it because I didn't know what house it was, but I had it in a few different dreams. I used to dream that I could fly. And I this is interesting because now hoodies, you know, are a thing. But I had to have a hood. I had a jacket on and the right. hood had to be on. I would pull it up and hold the back of the hoodie up like what I'm doing right, here. Like I'm wings? Kind of like, no, like, I just, well, I guess, I, sort of. But I had to hold it up. The hood was on and I was sort of holding it like more like a tail, sort of. Okay. And then I would be able to fly and get away from things. I was also in a tidal wave. I know, I truly know what it feels like to be in a tidal wave. And let me tell you, it's horrifying. So did you have any? I 
did. I had some nightmares when I was a little kid that I'm not going to go into because okay. it, it'll seem like it's funny, but I'm going to save that for another show. Okay. Uh, recurring dreams, difficult to say. Certainly there was a dream of flight, and I don't know if that was inspired by uh, Superman and, and stuff like that, but my understanding is the dreaming of flight is, is quite common, especially in our modern age and everything. So... Uh, I did have some scary ones a couple of times about ghosts grabbing on to me. Uh, we we used to have, when all my family was alive and, and down here in Southern California, we used to have regular meetings, family, family get-togethers, much mm-hmm. like you do here. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, and I had stuff that when we were leaving my aunt and uncle's house, I was out in the front yard playing or something, and my mm-hmm. family was leaving. And I couldn't yell at them because the ghost would have a hand around my oh. mouth well, and another scary. one would be pulling and holding on to my clothing, not yeah, holding yeah. on to me, yeah. hold on to my clothing. And I would, I couldn't yell to my parents. Yep. And this was a recurring dream when I was, I don't know, 10, 11, maybe nine, 10, 11, around that age that I was, there was something and, and I don't holding know why, back some, kind of, felt helpless some kind of abandonment sing. issues. I, I couldn't, yep. I couldn't go home with my parents or, yep. or go in the house with my aunt and uncle. I was trapped in the yard. Yeah. So I do remember that, um, that and flight. And I can't remember anything that recurs, uh, recently, recently I've had some very vivid dreams, but nothing recurring that I can, uh, put my finger on right now. Okay. Well, a lot of people believe that falling in dreams is a sign that something in your life isn't going well, and it might suggest that you need to rethink a choice or consider a new direction in some area of your life. Dreams of being naked in public, which I've had, um, and nobody cares. That too. That's I, weird, I, I though. I've got to say that. Because I'm like truly embarrassed in the dreams, but everybody's just like, all right, on you know my what? way to the thing. I've had the, the same thing, except I wasn't naked. I was just in my underwear. I've been peeing in public, and everybody's just like, whatever, but I'm like, oh, <laughs> If I start dreaming that I'm pulling out um, my pee string in public, <laughs> I'll let you know. Dream about being in naked is hardly unusual. It might indicate that you feel like a phony or that you're afraid of revealing your imperfections and shortcomings. Hmm. I, I don't know. I don't know about that. I think to me that just means that um, you feel vulnerable and wonder about how people yeah, but will isn't see that, you. So when were you having those in your teenage years? Yeah, I mean, I isn't that had our a normal time? Yeah, isn't that our normal thing in the teenage years? We're unsure of ourselves, absolutely, and, and stuff like that. I think that would be a normal. I think so too. I mean, it's a it's a trope in movies and stuff like yeah. that. That your nightmare is that you're in sitting in school in your underwear. So I think I think that's just a normal thing that that people have. What do you think dreams about being chased might indicate? Well, obviously you're afraid of something. Something's coming after you, or some big thing's coming up. I mean, that's that seems to be pretty obvious to me. Yeah, it says here, might indicate a desire to escape from your own fears or desires. Right. Uh, If the pursuer is a mysterious or unknown figure, it might represent a childhood experience or past trauma. But if you, oh, if you're being chased by someone of the opposite sex, it might mean that you're afraid of love or haunted by a past relationship. Hmm. Dreams about losing your teeth. I don't think I've ever had that. I can't, I, I have the reality of making sure I take care of my teeth so I don't lose them. Well, it says here, the real essence of teeth is their ability to bite through, to cut, tear, and grind. Grind! Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) If your teeth fall out, you lose personal power and your ability to be assertive, decisive, and self-protective. I mean, okay. Wow. Dreams about dying. Hmm. Most of my recurring dreams, 
It's not the same dream. It's the same or similar scenario. And that's usually animals, but a couple times it's been people who are dying and nobody cares again. And I'm the only one who can do anything <laughs> about it. And I wake up just heart sick because I'm trying to rescue something that everybody else is like, whatever, just whatever. <laughs> that's pretty much real life for you. <laughs> <laughs> it is not. Especially with me the, sitting across the table from you. It's not far from the real deal. Uh Let's see here. It says that such dreams can reflect an anxiety about change or fear of the unknown. That's pretty. I think it would go deeper than that. And I think you would have to know a lot more about the dream. Right. Which is true about a lot of these. I, yeah, I was going to say that's there, there's a lot more to the uh, blanket uh, descriptions. And then the fear of uh, oh, not fear of, but dreams of taking a test. Never had one of those. <laughs> I didn't. I just I guess I wasn't enough into it that I. <laughs> Yeah, I'm trying to think of any tests, even, I mean, look, how long ago did we ever have to take a test? I don't, I don't remember anxiety about that. I always felt that I either know the stuff or I don't. And most of the time, uh, again, because I was in the uh, MGM program, the Mentally Gifted Minor, I I crammed the night before. And I think, as far as I can recall, I slept pretty well and did pretty well on my... uh, test and got pretty decent grades well i think it would again depend on how you felt about this dream because it's saying it's an underlying fear of failure but if you had a test that was amazing and you're like woohoo i dreamt i passed the test i wouldn't say oh well you're afraid of failing right so or if if you like you said i i actually did for you know when i applied myself uh i did really well in school so tests didn't i wasn't afraid of them i was like well i think i know this stuff because i'm paying attention in class I imagine if I was one of those people that didn't pay that close of attention and and maybe was in a class that was above my skill level that uh, I would have anxiety over it. But uh, I can't, can't imagine that. Dreams about infidelity. It just shows that you probably have some issues with trust that aren't being addressed. That's happened in my past. Me too. Yeah, I think, I think we've all had that. And it's horrible. Again, you wake up with that yeah. sick feeling in the pit of your stomach. And it's also, that is also another trope in our entertainment and everything of the, uh, mainly it's the wife waking up from a dream she had that her husband cheated and she smacks him. He's like, what? <laughs> in my dream, you cheated on me. He's like, what? I was laying here the whole, you know what I mean? I, I mean, do. Again, it's a funny, you're laughing because yep. that's a funny trope that we've been taught. Right. But that is a funny spin on something that seriously does happen. Well, dreams about flying says that they can represent feelings of freedom or independ- and independence, but it can also represent a need to flee or escape. So again, it just go- I think it just goes back to you got to know more about the dream. And I also do believe, and I said this on a past show, I do believe that not all dreams mean something. I think sometimes you just dream. The mind just works. It right. keeps working. It doesn't shut down. Right, and that's the that's kind of how our mind works. It's just figuring things out to try to give you some kind of uh, relief and not necessarily an explanation. And that's why we're all so together and have everything figured out. That's right. Because we dream. <laughs> Ta-da! <laughs> all right, well, thank you for tuning in today. If you want to reach us, comment on the show, go to Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter. At Snack a Little. Do it. Or you can call us on our Google Voice line. This is our listener line at 909-572-0278. That's 909-572-0278. Give us a call about any of the past shows that you're inspired by. 
Uh, let us know. I'd love to know if any of you ever had, or ever had to take out your own stent. <laughs> yes, please, anyone. Tell us your horror story. Share it with you on the phone, and we, we may just use it in the upcoming <laughs> we <just> show. We might. <laughs> that we do a live pull-out stint. And be sure to come back. <laughs>